0: Welcome back to the Better Than Yesterday podcast. I'm your host, Angelo Kelly. On this week's episode of the show, I have another great guest with me, Mike Eckrich. I went to school with Mike at Eastern as well. He was literally one of the most hardest working students I've ever seen. He was always in the library, always studying, and I kind of picked his brain a little bit on that. He is currently a physical therapist at the University of Delaware, so we got into his journey what types of clients he works with, how he navigated his way from undergrad school to PT school and eventually becoming a doctor. I guess I should introduce him as Dr. Eckrich. So, and then the second half of the show, we got into him finding CrossFit. CrossFit is something that neither of us would have ever thought we would do back when we knew each other in school, but um, we got into just how he's transitioned into the sport, how he's found a competitive outlet, Uh, Just training in general, what he's changed, what he would do differently. It was just a great episode, a lot of information. Mike is a very smart dude, so it's a pleasure to have him on the show. Without further ado, let's send it over to Mike. We are live this week on the podcast. I have a special guest with me, Mike Eckrich. Thanks for joining me this week, Mike.
1: No problem, dude. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, Mike is a physical therapist. He works at the University of Delaware right now. I just wanted to get first in into your background, just education, what got you started in physical therapy, kind of the whole journey there.
1: Yeah, sure. So, uh, well, back when we first met, I was at Eastern University, where I did my undergrad, majored in exercise science, which is kind of eclectic in nature. Um, you can go a lot of different ways, like people go to med school, PA school, exercise physiologist. So I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do initially when I started there. Uh, I knew I liked exercise and I knew I liked talking and interacting with people and helping people. Um, so one of my professors was a physical therapist, and she recommended that I give that a shot and, you know, spend some time observing and kind of get a feel for what that was like. Uh, and so I did spent a lot of hours in different clinics, um, kind of found a, a niche there that I liked in, in sports therapy. Uh, so I ended up applying to school and ended up at University of Delaware for a PT school. Um, started there and 2015 I guess um, and then you want to talk about PT school too kind of that. Yeah, yeah yeah I guess like the whole journey for people
0: who because I have no idea what it takes to become okay. a physical therapist you know yep. you just see yep. you just it, what for me on my end I see I get injured and then I'm like all right let me call this guy Adam <laughs> like but what's that journey like so you graduate from Eastern
1: with yep. a degree in exercise yep. science so yep. what's next after that yeah so PT School Now is a it's technically a doctoral program and they're two or three years long depending on the program and basically as, as part of your undergrad process, you it doesn't really matter what major you have, you can be any major mm-hmm. as long as you meet these core requirements. Most of them have one, a certain number of hours that you need to have spent observing in a clinic and there are several different courses that you have to take to, as your your basic entrance requirements, it's like you know, biologies and chemistries, uh, anatomy, that kind of thing. Physics, I think, is one. And then most of them require a, a GRE, which is like a, an SAT for grad school. Mm-hmm. You take that, and then obviously there's interviews and stuff, and then you get accepted. I, I went to University of Delaware. Um, and then, like I said, it's normally a, a two-and-a-half to three-year program, a doctoral program. So ours is two-and-a-half years at Delaware. Um, it's initially uh, – all the programs are structured differently, but a lot of them are like mine in that it's mostly a heavy didactic or academic focus for the first couple of years, and then you get into your clinical experiences after that. Mm-hmm. Um and then, I mean, the, the curriculum is pretty vast, and it basically PT school is, is kind of like med school in the sense that it trains you to be a, a generalist, okay. a PT in a lot of different places, like hospital or for a sports team or nursing home or whatever. They, there are a lot of different kinds of, of therapists, so they, they train you to be kind of decent at all of those things, or at least basically competent in all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then throughout that process, you're kind of getting a feel for what you like and what you don't like and what you might want to be interested in for when you're an actual therapist. And I went in kind of knowing that I was more of a sports guy and, you know, I tried to stay open-minded as you do a lot of different things, like spend time in the hospital or the nursing home or whatever. It just didn't didn't really suit my fancy, so to speak, mm-hmm. so uh did all the didactic stuff and then did some clinical experiences in, in our clinic at the university of Delaware and then spent some time in a couple of different hospitals as a part of your, you know, uh, requirements for clinical hours.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, did that still as kind of more of a sports guy. Uh, so then I, I graduated in 2017 so two and a half years later. Um, and then in physical therapy there's it's kind of like medicine too where you you can specialize if you choose to so when you graduate med school you're a doctor but you go and do a, a residency in orthopedics or neurology or pediatrics or you know primary care or whatever it is and then you're that kind of a doctor mm-hmm. it's required in medicine but in physical therapy it's work trying to adopt that model. So it's not required yet, but it seems like we're trending in that direction where you graduate school and then you pick a a specialty or a track that you like to pursue. And then you specialize in that area for a year or two and come out a specialist in sports or geriatrics or orthopedics or whatever it is like I said, that's a requirement in medicine and in physical therapy, it's growing. So right now it's an option and it's trending more towards being a part of the physical therapy process, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so I, I did that. We have programs at the University of Delaware. Uh, so I applied for a sports residency there, which is a, a year-long program. And residencies are are characterized by working a lot of hours and doing a lot of stuff and and learning a lot in a short period of time and not getting paid a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's kind of requisite, but it's well worth it in the long run because you come out a a specialist and um, you kind of get your ass handed to you for a year, but you come away and you're specializing in sports and it kind of sets you up for – you know, kind of doing what you'd wanted to do. So it's for people that had have a strong desire to be in sports or whatever their specialty track is, they go and specialize in that for a year. So I did that, and then they hired, They offered me a job there when I was done at the university. It's and It's a pretty sweet gig, so still there, happy.
0: So are you working with athletes from the school on a regular basis?
1: Yeah, a, a fairly regular basis. They... They have their own athletic trainers like each team does at a bigger universities like that. Mm-hmm. So they get some, some basic care there, but we see a, a fair amount of their post-op cases or uh, concussion and spine type stuff because athletic trainers don't get a ton of training in that area. So at I would say at any given time we have probably 20 or 25 of the university's athletes in our clinic. Um, which is a, a good amount. And then being on the university like that, we see a lot of just athletic people in general or younger people in general because you see tons of students all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's a pretty active and athletic population compared to a lot of outpatient clinics. Um, and then we'll do some, like, sports coverage stuff too as as sports PTs will go and cover... Uh, you know, rugby match or football or soccer. Sometimes baseball is, baseball is kind of boring to be medical staff. <laughs> Nothing really happens. Yeah. Most of the time. <laughs>
0: Medically. So, so what type of athletes are you working with on a daily basis? Are you seeing more like football players, soccer players? What's your client base?
1: Uh, I'd say it's a, it's a pretty good mix. let see – uh, the university athletes are, you know, soccer, baseball, football. Um, and then we'll see tons of high school kids, and, like, soccer. And um, I, honestly, I'd say less sports and more of the injury uh, is how we characterize it. So we see tons and tons of people with knee injuries. We're kind of reputable for that, like ACL injury and reconstruction is a big one that we're pretty uh, – renowned for, I would say, um, just because we do a lot of research at the university, and we're kind of a hub for that uh, Mm -hmm. injury. Uh, So a lot of people come and hope to get treated there for for that. Um, A lot of back pain, obviously, as you would expect, that's just fairly common in the United States in general. Mm -hmm. And then probably shoulder follows shortly after that. And then we do see a lot of the community adults, like people that live in Newark with just, you know, your classic knee or back pain or rotator cuff related shoulder pain, that kind of thing. Um, So it's a good mix, but I would say we see mostly knee injuries, back pain, um, shoulder pain. And then I, I would say we're starting to see more concussion too. We're starting to get kind of a reputation for that. Okay.
0: Very cool. So you're constantly working with a different population of people. I'm sure that keeps you on your toes as well.
1: It's a lot of fun. You'll get, you know, someone's 76 and they just want to play with their grandkids and get them off the floor. And then the next dude is plays for the the Bluecoats, which is a G League basketball team that's in Wilmington. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, you're right. That's that's exactly how I would say is it always keeps you on your toes. And it's a a good mix of stuff. Yeah. and then working at a university like that, you do some teaching here and there and uh, do some clinical teaching with the students. So it's it's not just a, you know treating patients all day long. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but mm-hmm. you can get redundant and feel redundant. That's yeah, cool. very cool. So yeah. I wanted to
0: get into just watching you. So we went to school probably two or three years together, and I always saw you studying. You were always the one in the library first, and you were the last person to leave, where did that come from?
1: I, I don't know. That's, that's actually a good question. I, I never thought about that. Um, I think part of it is I, I always had that kind of personality where I find something that I'm passionate about or really enjoy and kind of latched on that, and like that was my thing. I'll go all in on that, and when mm-hmm. I was in high school, that was baseball and sports and you know I would come home from baseball practice and then hit off the tee for an hour and then work out for you know an hour an hour and a half and then I would go to bed and like because that was my life then It was like school Mm -hmm. whatever secondary Um, and then I stopped playing baseball when I went to college and I that was a a void for me you know like now what do I do with all this time and I I think I I latched on to school it's like oh I I kind of like this stuff like exercise and medicine and learning and, you know, epistemology, and all all of that stuff. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll latch onto this for a while. And that served me well in in undergrad and PT school too, because that's kind of accepted that that's going to be your life for a little while if you want to be good at this. And uh, I mean, I was, I was okay with that and it kind of comes back to bite you here and there because it's, like, oh, why aren't you going out on Friday, or, you know, why don't you go do this, you know, I have to study, or mm-hmm. tomorrow, that kind of stuff, so that's a, a long-winded answer to your question, but I think a lot of it is just, you know, finding the thing that you're passionate about, and then once, if, if you like it and you enjoy it, then it's, it's way easier, it becomes, it feels like less of a commitment, you know, mm-hmm. people are always asking you why you're studying, or or even like with the gym too like why do you work out for 2 or 3 hours it's like I don't know it doesn't really feel like 2 or 3 hours to me you know I, I like it it's, it feels way shorter than that you know mm-hmm. I wish I could stay longer
0: yeah and it's it's good that you found that that early cuz I know for me school was just you know I hated my major and I I knew that probably probably 2 years in was when I really was like I don't care about this at all like right. I I'm just as long as I get an A in the class, I really – it doesn't matter how much work I put in. I just do the minimum requirement. But now when I do the podcasts and when I do my YouTube stuff, that's where I'll lose two or three hours, no problem. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad I found that, but you, you found
1: that at, you know, 18 or 19, which is really cool. Yeah, and it's not to say that it's, it's easy. It's still hard work, but it, it feels a lot easier when you enjoy it, you know. Yeah, when you're passionate about it, for sure. Yeah.
0: So looking back on school, is there anything you would change or have done differently?
1: I don't think so. I mean, I always say that it, it would have been cool to go to, you know, maybe go to a bigger school and see what that experience was like. You know, like mm-hmm. go to an SEC school and see what that was like. But um I don't think I would change anything because I'm I'm really happy with where I ended up and who's to say that if I went somewhere else or did anything differently that I would have ended up on the same path, you know? Yeah. So it's it's like you kind of wish that some things were a little bit different, but at the same time it's it's hard to say that because it's, who knows where that would have brought you. I'm pretty happy with where I am now, so it's, I don't know that I would have changed anything significantly except maybe... Relish that time a little bit better and live in the moment a little bit more. Um, yeah, and I, see, I think – I'm
0: sorry, were you going to say something else?
1: I was just going to say it's when you're goal-oriented like that, it's easy to focus on the goal and um, mm-hmm. and not kind of recognize where you are and the experiences you have in front of you. Yeah. that's, that's uh, I would say that's the only thing I would change is probably live in the moment a little bit more, which sounds super tacky, but <laughs> – No, I think that's
0: totally true. And your focus was on school and mine was on baseball. So I think I did it the same way where I didn't actually enjoy what I was doing. Like I had fun and everything, but I was so consumed with winning and what my batting average was and what, what the next game was where I didn't enjoy the bus rides with the team or enjoy the van rides that we took to North Carolina like that would have been so much more fun if I was actually focused on being present with the guys who who I love to be around and we're all pushing towards a common goal so you recently got in across it we were talking off air a little bit it's been about a year of you training Yeah.
1: yeah
0: I think I lost you for a second yeah we're good Okay, so about a year you ago. recently got got into CrossFit about a year ago. Um, yeah. what's that experience been like? Dude, it's been
1: a blast. And uh, we talked about this off air a little bit, but I, I was very anti CrossFit for a while, uh, <laughs> which is which sounds ridiculous for me to say now, um, but it's kind of like it. You know, you're going into a certain field in physical therapy, and you want to prevent injuries and you hear all these horror stories about people getting hurt doing CrossFit, and um, you see these, you know, people walking on their hands and doing kipping pull-ups. It's like, oh, that can't be bad for you, or it can't be good for you. Can't yeah, be bad for you. Um, but at the same time, and uh, in undergrad, I, I tried a lot of different things in fitness. Like I did, I spent some time doing gymnastic stuff and kettlebell stuff, and bodybuilding and and powerlifting because I like all of those different things Um, and I didn't I don't think I realized that CrossFit has all of those things incorporated into it Um, so I was like I said I was anti for a very long time and then about a year ago I would say I stopped into a gym because I was looking for a place to to lift that wasn't anytime fitness or you know planet fitness because I at the same time, I definitely did not want to be there. It just <laughs> the the people that work out there are not my people, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, I spent probably my first three or four months at my gym. There's a they have a great open gym policy where as long as the gym is open, there's open gym allowed. So I did that for probably three or four months and. I talked to a lot of the coaches and just spent time getting to know them, and I realized that you know these are the kind of people that I like to be around that that really enjoy lifting and exercise, and not just for the sake of aesthetics, but for the sake of you know, being strong and being healthy and um, being able to be strong and healthy throughout the, the lifespan, too. And I, The more I talk to those people, the more I realize that we have so much in common with me being a physical therapist and the CrossFit coaches, it's like, we're, on some level, we're all working towards the same goals. It's, you know, the, the coaches are trying to get people to, to lift heavier weights for, yes, for competition, but just to be stronger and healthier. And, and I do that too in physical therapy with the, maybe it's not a snatch or a clean and jerk, or it's a, you know, it's a lateral raise and picking your kid up and putting them on the on the high chair or whatever you know mm-hmm. or like reaching down and putting something heavy on the top shelf you know like it's the that's a cleaning jerk on some level you know yeah yeah so for sure it's like i didn't i don't think i'd put those two together until i actually spent some time there and then you know i just i've been lifting there for a while and being like decently competent with the barbell people like ask you to do stuff and like you start taking classes and before I knew it, I was, I was sucked in, and I was hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you started drinking the Kool-Aid then?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, those horror stories about CrossFit and injuries, I, I'm very uh, data-driven, and I like to read, so I, I had my personal experience and I visited a bunch of different gyms. and What I saw wasn't really lining up with everyone getting hurt all the time. And then I, I looked into the research a little bit, the literature, and and that that literature isn't isn't strong in saying that at all that that people get hurt doing CrossFit that the injury rates are pretty similar to to other recreational sports and they're pretty low level for the most part you'll find that the people continue to participate in spite of their their injuries mm-hmm. um, for one and then what's lacking in the research a little bit is how how many people are being active and exercising as a result of CrossFit. Like, it's, it's put so many barbells in so many people's hands that, that wouldn't have been exercising otherwise. And I think that the value in that is much greater than the the negative that comes with getting your shoulder hurt or having back pain for a few weeks at a time. Like, cardiovascular disease and outside of the Current pandemic, cardiovascular disease is the number one cause of death in the United States, like far and away. Mm-hmm. And I think CrossFit is is really attacking that by getting people to exercise and getting them stronger and more fit in general. So I I think the value of exercise as a medicine is much greater than the the cost that comes with the occasional bout of shoulder pain, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I've it took me a little while to get there, but now I feel very strongly about that, and you know that's that's a hill I'm willing to die on. Is that if that <laughs> the value that comes with exercise is much greater than uh, someone that has back pain and needs to uh, modify their activity for a few weeks at a time, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's, I've this pendulum has swung for me, and I'm completely as anti-CrossFit as I was before. That's how pro-CrossFit I am now yeah
0: I probably shouldn't admit this out loud but there's there's a picture floating around somewhere so um I had this shirt when I was powerlifting, and you know I was I was probably 20 pounds heavier than I am now and I had the shirt that said CrossFit sucks and I remember like wearing that to the gym and doing deadlifts and you know slamming the bar and then six months later I end up at a CrossFit gym and I'm like let's do friend like let's do all these workouts and yeah, I think the community aspect, too, it's come up probably probably five or ten times on my podcast, I feel like, where the community aspect of CrossFit is just so amazing that, you know, you might go to a class where you have a 20-year-old, you have someone who's 65 who's a grandparent, you have, you have moms, you have, you know, construction workers. It's just all these tons of people working out and training together which I think is such a cool thing that CrossFit has been able to do.
1: Yeah, it's a blast. Yeah. So, what's uh what's your favorite workout? Um I like DT. I like probably Diane's, my favorite, like classic okay. quad. Um I'm not I'm not great with the gymnastics stuff. Like I can do it, I am just not as proficient with it as some other people, so I tend to lean more towards the like, easier stuff, low, uh, smaller learning curve, you know, that's yeah. what I said. My, my
0: specialty used to just be low skill, <laughs> low skill <Yeah>. movements. That's, <laughs> that's the workouts that I would crush. Like anything where it was just like, get this, get this done. Like I could do that, but anything that involved gymnastics or high skill stuff, I was like,
1: nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anything me. that Requires planning. Like I need something that I don't have to think about just like, it needs to suck for a very short period of time, and I can mm-hmm. do. I have to like you know, plan the rep scheme, or whatever, break things up. Like nope, it needs to be less than ten minutes.
0: Yeah, and you recently competed at Wadapalooza this year, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was a blast. So, so how was that?
1: What What was your experience like down there? It was wild. One, it was like that CrossFit community that you talked about. So cool. It was ever present down there. Obviously, is. A bunch of people that had fitness goals and had the same mindset like you know just imagine tens of thousands of like-minded people in the same place mm-hmm. um, it was awesome so I did uh, I was originally going to go with the team but some things happened and the, the team didn't go so I ended up going by myself uh, with some other people from my gym and it was, there's this like auxiliary event called Waddapalooza uh, Strong. Okay. It's like uh, it's like some strongman stuff plus some CrossFit stuff. Uh, so it would be like like one of them was a, it was a, a log press and kettlebell swings, and there was one that was rowing and then max back squats after the row. Okay. So it's like a mix of and With, like, moderately heavyweights. So it was a mix of heavyweights plus some conditioning skill stuff so it wasn't just the behemoths that were crushing everything, you know, because there were <laughs> monstrous dudes down there. Uh, so that was fun. And then I spent the weekend just hanging out with a bunch of people and, like, the same stuff that I did. It was, it was mm-hmm. a blast.
0: So do you think... With your physical therapy background, there's anything you're hesitant of doing in CrossFit, or, or like worrying about other people's movement? Is that something that's on your mind, or you're just kind of, you know, move as quality as you can, and and that's about it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I always think about it. I don't think there's anything that, or I don't want to say there's anything, because I don't really believe in absolutes, you know, like mm-hmm. never or always for most things. But uh, I think most people should be able to do everything in CrossFit on some level. You you know, you can't barbell snatch, like maybe you can dumbbell snatch. You you can't squats parallel, like box squats. You can't do handstand push-ups and do overhead press or uh, even like a landmine press or a high incline or something like that. There are an infinite number of ways to modify things. So I think that as long as the the coaches are, are good about which oh, all of the ones that I've seen have been good about telling people to, to modify and airing people on the side of scaling if it's questionable you know mm-hmm. uh, like movement wise or strength wise because so I, I think it's there, there's a, a million different ways to modify so no there's nothing that I personally am afraid of or having other people do as long as they recognize their own limitations strength strength and mobility-wise. and um, Yeah, I, like I said, I've swum completely away from what I used to think, like kipping pull-ups are the devil, and, like, no one should ever do those. And I think it's fine as long as you have the the requisite strength and good shoulder range of motion. And if you don't, you're probably going to run into trouble. But yeah. if you do, then there's no reason you shouldn't be able to.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. And I talked about it with Max, who owns across the gym as well. And they put all their members through uh, just basically like a prep phase where you're doing you, before you can do kipping pull-ups, you might have to do 10 strict pull-ups. Or before we get on the rings, you might have to be able to do 15 ring rows perfectly. So I think the coaches are are very knowledgeable. Do you have any, any uh, inkling to coach coming up?
1: Dude, you know, I, I I thought about it a lot, and I don't want to put the cart before the horse too much, but I think at some point down the road, that's something I would I would really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I, I don't want to make it sound like I was knocking on coaches either, like saying as long as the coaches are good, because, mm-hmm. I like I said, all of the ones I've had experiences with have been really really good, um, and I think that's true of any profession where you're going to have some that are much stronger or better at some things than other things like it's true in physical therapy for sure we have therapists that know more about some things than others and they're good ones and ones that have weaknesses in certain areas so that's Mm -hmm. definitely not a knock on on coaches like i said they've they've all been great i talked with max a few times too and he's he's awesome he definitely knows his stuff
0: yeah i feel like you would definitely you have that coach's mindset though it seems like and just with your knowledge base in physical therapy, that could be that could be a really good blend of, of stuff. It it might not be your traditional, you know, Fran or or these killer wads, but it might be getting everyone in the class to just move a little bit better and and to just be cognizant of stuff like that.
1: Yeah. No, I think that'd be a blast.
0: Yeah. So yeah, so you'll have to come back on when you're when you're coaching. I feel like it's in your future. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what are you doing for personal development? Like, obviously, you got to do all this research for physical therapy. What are you doing
1: to work on yourself? That's a good question. Uh, I like to read a lot. Um, the like a lot. Um, the The best book I read recently was Have you heard of Gary John Bishop? He's a I have not. No. He wrote this book called. Uh, Unfuck yourself. Okay. So uh, when you have time, I would definitely read that. It talks about basically mindset um, and how most of what happens to you in your life isn't that that you perceive as a a problem or a bad thing. It's like, it's not what happened to you that's the problem, it's your interpretation of the problem and how you. received it and what you did about it basically like that. yeah which is it's it's comforting and it's a little bit scary too at the same time because he talks he's very blunt and straight as you can imagine mm-hmm. Faith, yeah you know. the book title <laughs> um but he talks about some things that are very straightforward like there's some things you're just not going to be able to change and that's okay and the, the sooner you accept that and recognize the things that you can and can't change the uh, the better off you'll be. And I, I responded really well to that because he was... Like, one of the things that he addressed formally was the positive thinking and, like, positive self-talk. And he kind of shit on that a little bit, which I appreciated because I never really responded to the... to that approach where it's like, oh, you just need to tell yourself that you can do... You can do anything you want to. Like, that anything is within the realm of possibility as long as you try your hardest and all that the the pragmatic side of me is like well no that's not true like I can try as hard as I want I'm not going to be 6'9 and play in the NBA (laughs) there's some things that you're you're not going to be able to change Um, and that's not to say that you can't do a lot of stuff or be your own the best version of yourself Mm -hmm. say that you don't have unrealistic expectations and recognize where your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and what you can work on. Um, So I would definitely recommend that when you have the the chance.
0: Okay, for sure. I'll pick that up.
1: Yeah. Um, And other things like just meditation. So it sounds kind of hokey too, but spending just like 10 or 15 minutes of quiet time, especially now with during this pandemic, it's easy to get lost in, you know, the, one work or the screen or uh, all the things that are going wrong in your life like just spending 10 or 15 minutes to yourself or to myself has been helpful Um, just quiet yeah that's awesome dude Uh, yeah I think during this time
0: we all have some extra free time right now so so that 10 minutes you know that that can change a lot of your perspective and yeah, I, I feel like every podcast we've, we've got into it, so is there anything you've changed or tried to learn a new new topic or new studies right
1: now with the extra time? Um, that's a good question. You mean like just a – what do you mean, like a hobby or just a – Yeah, you on TikTok yet or what? Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, what's TikTok?
0: <laughs> it's – uh, I think you just like film yourself dancing. But you like dance to me. But I've seen just people, you know, learning guitar or, or, you know, starting a YouTube channel, starting anything. Is there anything you've been doing or you're just kind of grinding away, working from home, doing your normal routine?
1: Make me feel bad about myself. <laughs> now, uh, I've been working. I, uh, I bought a squat rack. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. Living room. Uh, so I've been squatting a lot. Uh, but, I mean, I'm, I'll tell you what, the one thing I have been trying to do is learn to actually cook. Okay. Like I can cook for myself, like very utilitarian, like use the oven, use the Instant Pot. Like I can make things that are edible, but I am i don't feel confident cooking for other people yet. So okay. I think that's a, kind of the next, I'd say if there's anything, that's probably the next step for me. That's Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying it has to be
0: something big, but I think <laughs> even if you just have one one little thing you want to do, like cooking, yeah, yes. I, have, I have trouble with that. My my girlfriend has been helping me out, like, season my food and not eat chicken and rice every single day. <laughs> so I'm sure you're on that end.
1: Yeah, I can, like, use the oven. Like I'm not, like, typical bachelor bad, but, <laughs> but uh, it's cooking for other people. It's a lot of pressure, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Most people don't like the stuff I'm meeting anyway, so I've kind of accepted that. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Where can people find you if they want to follow you, learn more about you?
1: Uh, you probably do Instagram. Okay. Uh, M. Eckrich and then seven. Uh, so it's just M, my last name, seven. Okay. Cool.
0: Uh, yeah. Anything yeah. else? No, no, I think that's it. I, uh, I really appreciated the conversation. I think people will take a lot away from this. So thanks for coming on.
1: Yeah. Just, uh, if anyone has any questions, they can reach out to me or about PT school or grad school in general, or what it's like to swing from anti to entirely pro CrossFit. (laughs) Well, thanks so much, man. Yeah, no problem, dude. Thanks for having me on
0: once again let's give it up for mike for coming on the show i really appreciated the conversation with him i will link his social media in the description so you can follow him you can reach out to him if you have any pt questions very smart guy like i mentioned and like you just heard on the podcast so a few quicks ask of you guys this week if you could leave the show a five-star rating share it out on your instagram story and leave a review if you liked it. So a couple lines positive about the show would be awesome. I would really appreciate that. The Instagram story would help me a ton, especially to help me get some new listeners. So I just appreciate you guys week in and week out. I feel like I say this every time, but I truly do appreciate all the feedback I've gotten. I've literally had so many great conversations due to having this podcast. So I'm so blessed to be able to do this and I just look forward to it every single week. So I will talk to you guys next week. Should have another great guest coming up. Take care.